Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the World Football Summit podcast. I'm your host, Jaime, CMO at World Football Summit. Back in July, we had a fantastic conversation with Fergus and Fabian from eShot Labs, a business that creates NFTs in real time. They go into detail on why and how NFTs can become a great fan engagement tool. And more importantly, they share real examples and use cases from the world of football. It's a conversation that anybody can learn from. So we hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Oh, and do you want to know which team is doing an amazing job in understanding the NFT space? You're going to have to stick around for the entire conversation then. Before we go though, if you have any feedback on the conversation or the fact that we're sharing this on the podcast, feel free to reach out through Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want. Fergus, in fact, will join us for WFS Europe as a speaker on September 28th and 29th in Sevilla. So you can expect to hear more from him there. Head over to our website right now and grab your ticket if you haven't done so already. Nothing else from my side, except I wish you a great rest of your day. And now, on to the conversation with Fergus and Fabian from eShot Labs. Um, well, thank you, Fergus, Fabian, for joining us um, uh, on this conversation with WFS Digest. Um, well, uh, for the people in the audience, Fabian and Fergus uh, are joining us from eShot Labs, and they're going to go into detail uh, on how they're going to change the world of uh, sports, really, using real-time NFTs. Um, guys, thank you for, for being here with us. Thanks Thank you very much. Very pleased to be here with you. Um, okay, so just to begin very briefly, if you can uh, really share your background so you know the people out there get to know you a little bit better. Sure, definitely. So, um, uh, I start. So I'm, my name is Fergus. I'm the founder of CEO of eShot Labs. And previously, I'm working in the tech industry for the last 20 years. And um, funny thing, I, I started my first job. Uh, I've been the first employee of BetClick, the online betting company. And from this moment, I've always been working the, in the tech industry, uh, from cybersecurity to uh, cloud computing and so on. Um, on about one year ago, I heard about NFTs. I've, it drives me crazy. So I do I've did, uh, everything I, I could to find a, a good idea to launch a new company. And here we are. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be able to let you know more, but uh, I will let uh, Fabian uh, introduce himself. And I'm uh, very pleased to have, uh, to have him uh, with us. Yeah, Fabian is our first uh, employee on C-Level, so Fabian, <laughs> you. Thank, thanks a lot. You don't put me pressure at all. <laughs> so Fabian, nice to meet you guys. I'm Fabian. I'm the CMO of uh, eShot Labs. Uh, my background, I have uh, 15 year plus experience now in uh, different company. I work for General Mills. I work for Puma Brand, so I already work in sports. I also work for marketing digital. I work in software. I had the chance to pass an executive MBA in the University of Washington in mm -hmm. blockchain and marketing. I think that's why Fergus wanted me at the time, you know, <laughs> that's the point. No, more than that. I'm in the web free space since five years now. I created my own company before. It's a consultancy company specialized in strategy. And I had the chance to work in major projects like Axie Infinity or even for big brand, big name like Warner Bros or LVMH and uh, other one. So that's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Wow. Um, well, um, not only are we bringing you on because uh, we're actually using this week and this interview to present the track that we have uh, for World Football Summit on 
on blockchain, NFTs, and, and artificial intelligence. But it seems like a perfect time because of what's going, everything that's going on in the market. No, um, there's so much. You know, we're right in the middle of a what they call a bear market out there. Everybody's kind of like, you know, uh, what's going on with all these NFTs? Is this, is this for real or not? So, um, I guess my first question would be: What are there reasons to believe still in 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 NFTs, and and why? Yeah, I can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> take it. I let it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and we're talking about NFTs, but in fact, NFTs are just um, one one product, one thing that is based on a technology, a blockchain technology. In fact, uh, from the, the the invention, the start of, of, of Bitcoin more than 10 years ago, Many initiatives uh, have been uh, uh, tried and unsuccessful, uh, from crypto to to DeFi to NFTs and others. And in fact, uh, we reconsider NFTs as a tool more than a trend. And seeing NFTs this way, you can, um, with a vision, you can really uh, uh, be very uh, enthusiastic about the future. And regarding the bear market, in fact, it's a um, this is a crypto space uh, around the blockchain. And so I've always knew bull market on bear market. Every two or three years, there is a bear market. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, there is a new uh, all-time high that happened a few months, quarter, or year after that. So we are now in a bear market. And uh, as most of, um, of the solid companies, uh, we consider that during the bear market, you have to build. You don't have to look for new clients. You have to mm -hmm. build solid uh, products to be able to deliver when the when the market will be uh, in a better shape, to be able to address your customers and leads with strong products. And this is exactly what we're building. And by chance, we were exactly in the good timing, meaning we, we have launched uh, the company at the beginning of the year. We've raised uh, funds uh, a few months ago, so just before the beginning of, of the bear market. So yes, we're really in a, in a good position. And um, again, regarding the, this bear market, it's uh, something absolutely normal. It's uh, there is cycles, and we are in the um, in a bear market. But it has been the same for uh, before crypto. It has been the same for um, for other traditional companies in which you've seen uh, Amazon, for example, uh, having uh, the stock's price uh, dropping from 120 to nine dollars, uh, even if the, the company uh, were, uh, went very well. So there is two different things to see the, the, the market and the products. And, and we're really focused on the product, knowing that if you consider NFTs as a marketing tool, there is a bright future for this technology. Actually, oh, go ahead, Fabian. You were no, 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 go, go, go for it, go for it, go for it. No, I was just going to say, I actually heard that same message from on a podcast the other day um, with, on Christopher Lockett's podcast uh, with uh, Sequoia uh, Capital, uh, someone from Sequoia, no? and, and they had the exact same yeah. message. Now it's the time to build, really. So, yeah. but, sorry, Fabian, you, you, you were going to say something? No, no, I was just reacting on the last sentence from Fergus. He said that NFTs are marketing tools, and this is what we are, to, we are building now, I think. Um, we are talking about bear market because NFTs are, are considered only in speculative ways. And uh, if, if, if you turn a bit that, you know, that, that thought and you are saying, okay, uh, maybe, maybe NFTs are more marketing, maybe NFTs are more tools than only speculative and art, maybe you can create something else and maybe the bear market will not impact you know, your, your NFTs in the future. So this is also what we are building. 
Mm -hmm. And and from what I've seen, and, and congratulations on this, uh, you've been in to a lot of events recently, um, you know, uh, events and conferences. And But I did want to know, um, what is the feeling that you get from the people in those events? Is is there more, are they more leaning towards the, the positive side or more towards uh, skepticism uh, in terms of, of what's going on out there? You want me to go or you go? <laughs> I would start with a joke. Uh, <laughs> when we were invited as being speaker in, in major events like NFT NYC or Web3 Summit, of course, the audience is very enthusiastic about all this. So it's, uh, the, it's easy to say that all the people we've met are very enthusiastic. But from uh, I, I can let you answer with uh, <laughs> another step. No, I, I think that, that's funny because we, we are laughing because uh, if you want a lot of time, we are here in the room, you know, sitting, listening to the speaker. And uh, a lot of people are coming to say, oh, we are building an amazing marketplace. Oh, we are building an amazing collectible card. Oh, we are building an amazing and you yeah. will do millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. And we are yeah. like, okay, so we are not building a marketplace. You will probably not win millions with our <laughs> solution. We are sorry about that. But we are more, you know, digging into communities and emotion and creating something real and something strong for the club, for the federation, because we, uh -huh. we do believe that for us, and this is one of our, our contact, a guy we met who said that, and we thanks him even now for that. It's Nick Rand from NASCAR. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, NFTs are content. Content drive discussion. Mm -hmm. Discussion create engagement and engagement mm -hmm. create, create revenues and not yep. the opposite. And people are not saying like, okay, you have NFT, so you, ne you need to do revenue. But at the end, that's not the truth. So that's why when you are going on an event, on an event, on one side, people are saying like NFTs are just, you know, not something good. They are creating like a bubble. They will explode, blah, 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 blah. And on the other side, you have the, the real web-free, you know, speakers and knowers that they are saying, okay, but we can create something else. We can bring you membership program. We can create, we can bring you even free NFTs. We can, we can create something to engage your fan, to create something around your love brand and not only creating revenue. And I think that's the difference, you know? So you really have two feelings. Right. And so from, from what I understood from your answer then is uh, you believe that NFTs are in a way, the future of fan engagement at the end of the day, which is going to let uh, clubs, because one of the issues that the, the, in general, sports properties have is to, let's say, obtain revenues from the millions of fans they have around the world, right? So is this the solution for this? It's, it might be one of the solutions. There, I, I don't believe in one tool that will solve all the questions, all the mm -hmm. problems. But yeah, definitely, uh, uh, I really consider that NFTs are a part of the solutions uh, to answer uh, major question, questions such as um, increase the fans' engagement, attract new and younger audiences. And you know, when we uh, when we were younger, we were certainly maybe uh, you and myself. Uh, uh, we I was with my with my my father, my family watching games uh, um, in the in the living room in front of the TV. We were watching it together. Right now, the younger generations uh, they are more uh, happy uh, being in their room with their smartphone or tablets, uh, seeing at the highlights of the game, uh -huh. not full game. So it's it's a new way to to enjoy the, the content. And in this way, 
uh, reconsider that NFTs match with the, this new uh, way of, of consuming the content, being, being um, focusing on the highlight rather than on the global matches. And for that, yes, definitely uh, NFTs can be a solution to attract younger audiences and, and make them uh, to, uh, to increase their engagement with the sport federation, with broad, um, broadcasting or anything else. And, and one of the things that I, you know, you, you, the word that everybody keeps saying in terms of successful NFTs, let's say it's the word utility, no? So uh, at the end of the day, you need, whether it's a spe- access to special merchandising or access to specific events or, you know, some kind of utility. How do you, or how do you, how can clubs know what the right utility is? Is, is it just a matter of testing or? I, I think you don't have a right utility. Uh, it depends on the case. It depends on the use case. And wh- what we are seeing to our customer when they are, they are asking us which utility we need to use. <laughs> we will just ask them, okay, what you want to do? Because it can be like a membership program. It can be an offer of a jersey. It can be access to specific event. It can be a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, the reality is you need to engage your fan. So if mm-hmm. your fans wants to have a jersey signed by X or Y player, whatever, this is what you need to bring them. That's why we are saying maybe you can create a rarity of your NFTs, of your video NFTs on your live NFTs, just to give them free. Imagine you are watching a game, you are into the a stadium or whatever, you're watching a game, the, f- the first 50 people who scan a QR code can have access to a specific NFTs and these NFTs will bring them a dedicated, you know, jersey from Mbappé or whatever uh-huh. the player, you know. And only those 50 people can have it. How many people will just participate? How many mm-hmm. people will just, it will get crazy. And NFTs, at the end, you just give them for free. Mm-hmm. But you just organize a, you know, like a, a lottery. And this is gamification. This is something you bring. So the, what's the utility? In one side for the customer, it's to have the end user will have a jersey. And on the other side, for the creator, it will have a lot of a large community and engagement. So that's the utility. So mm-hmm. you need to find what you really want and in which way you want to go. So mm-hmm. that's the point. But for us, uh, NFT needs to have a utility for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, agree. Um, I, I do want to, you know, um, kind of give the audience now a sense of, of what you guys bring to the table. So I don't know if you can uh, briefly describe what eShop Lab does. Um, why the world needs it and why is it and, and why the moment is is now uh, for, for eShop Labs. Yes, thanks for asking that. Uh, in fact, um, there is two things, two fundamentals that, that have made internet so powerful. First one is a mobile first approach. Everyone has a smartphone and this is a, the first tool we have in our lives. So mobile first is the first key of success on the internet. Second one, is a live content. From the creation of uh, Periscope seven years ago, everything is live, from live shopping, live betting, uh, live streaming, everything is live. So those two fundamentals, uh, mobile first and live, are uh, driving all the business and engagement on the internet. And crazy thing is that today, there is nothing built for that on the web three. Every single NFT collection, uh, collectible on Thor, are uh, based on cold content. I mean, even MB at Top Shot that we really appreciate as they propose their NFTs two weeks after the games. And all the NFTs can be bought uh, on PC. 
So it's the exact opposite of what uh, allows the success of internet, uh, which is live and mobile first. And for, for Web3 today, it's all about uh, cold content and uh, PC approach. So at eShot Labs, we are not building another marketplace with dedicated uh, features. We are building white label solutions and so B2B tools allowing enterprise to create and sell NFTs directly from live broadcasted content, allowing their customers to, to mint, uh, to buy NFTs at the exact moment highlights happen and allow them to buy, to purchase those NFTs with their mobile. So going from uh, PC uh, and uh, cold content approach to live and mobile first. And mm -hmm. This is the next next move for the entire Web3. Uh, on top of the technology uh, based on the blockchain, uh, companies know that they, they have to think about the, the use case and the mass market adoption. And for that, the, all the companies need tools and we are building those tools to allow them to reach millions or billions of uh, uh, consumers or viewers they have by giving them access to very uh, simple tools. If I may, I, I just want to add one point in terms of uh, branding strategy and marketing strategy. I think we bring also, and what Shot Labs is bringing, uh, a lot of discussion we have now with clubs, federation, or I, I don't want to give name, but big one, major one. It's, it's the fact that they are saying, we give our brand and our IP to someone else and maybe it's time to bring back home, you know, to have it in-house. And we are offering that solution. We are, for us, the most important value in a brand is the brand. It's not something else. It's not the fact that you are selling your IP to someone else that they can exploit it and do whatever they want. But it's you as a brand, as a club, as a player. You need to use your own IP to create your own love brand. And this is what Fergus was saying is basically we create something very powerful to bring back in-house all the power of the brand. And we do believe that it's the future. I agree. And actually, that was kind of a, you, you actually got ahead of my question, which is... Oh, sorry. How, <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. It's great because, uh, on the contrary, it's, it's great because I was going to ask, how does this apply to the world of sports? No, And I think um, I totally agree that at the end of the day, this is something, as we were mentioning before, No, this is a tool that's going to let them monetize from the fans without having yeah. to go to external platforms. No, So, for example... Um, social media platform let's say yeah for sure, they for can, sure. yeah um i don't know if you want to go into more detail on how sports clubs can or how you yeah, guys work sure. with sports clubs as well i mean just for our audience to understand really you know a, a practical case of, of how working with you yeah I, I have a practical case uh if i may fergus it's okay for you i can talk about tv and specific channel <laughs> in the in the year 2000 or 90 depending which country you were uh, you have a lot of football club for example create their own TV platform. You know, it was PSG TV, Barca TV, Lyon TV, etc. And now they are realizing that they are not winning money at all. And people around the world and just not watching their program and they don't know how to create something new. Basically, they said, okay, our membership program is now out of value, basically, because they sold out their brand and this is everything we said until then. So basically, imagine our NFT real-time NFT maker, imagine now you are going, I will take PSG because I know a few players there. 
that's a good point for me it's football i'm better in basketball i'm sorry <laughs> basically imagine a few players uh in the training uh, neymar is doing a once against one versus mbappe for example and this is something you can monetize in live content for specific audience that have an nft who allow you to have access to that content so basically you bring content to your specific audience through a specific platform that is your own platform and you can have it because you have a membership because you are a part of a of a club of a community and you are a part of a fan base and this fan base is animated now with specific content and exclusive content and something that you will own and it can bring you some utility and rarity that's the future so this mm -hmm. is how we are working so basically we transform what they had and that was pretty good because they have millions and millions of subscribers to something new bringing new utilities to their own i would say to their existing channel to create a new path to use their yeah their content their live content and create a new engagement with the fan this is what we are doing for example mm -hmm. for the club this is mm -hmm. a use case after you have different other use case imagine you are on the stadium you have a goal you want to hone that goal you just scan the QR code five seconds after you remember it because you will have it and you will buy the emotion of the goal. You will not only buy the action, you will buy the emotion of the goal. And I'm sure Fergus have a have a specific anecdote on that. And I, and I will let him, I know he's, he's, you know, he's like bubbling, like, can I go for it? Can I go with friends versus Brazil in, uh, in those years and uh, explain you why we arrived there? Yeah, because uh, it, it might be, uh, again, one of your future questions, but... Um... The, the, the initial idea I had uh, to, to create Shot Labs is um, a souvenir, a special moment. In fact, when I was uh, uh, like 14, um, during the first, in 1998, I mean, the first time France uh, won the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. In fact, uh, it, it was an historical moment for a lot, all the millions of, uh, of French people. And in, in the morning after the game, um, I went to, to the library to, to buy the newspaper and I um, and, uh, and in a way, own a part of history with this, uh, this special newspaper. I, I still have it. And in fact, it, it, in a way, it could have been uh, an NFT, meaning uh, some things that I can keep, I can hold, yeah. and being a souvenir uh, on, on uh, crystallize all the emotion around a special moment, special match, special uh, uh, goals that have been scored. And in fact, today with NFTs, and especially with live NFTs, we are able to encapsulate those emotions and let people have a souvenir uh, of that, a very, very strong one. And in fact, until now, most of the NFTs are about ego and speculation. And in fact, with live NFTs, uh, we are bringing a new value, emotion. Mm -hmm. We know that in, in the sport industry, all is about emotion. All is about what fans feel during live competitions. And this is what we're bringing to the sports industry and to the people, the, avail uh, the ability to, to crystallize those very intense moments and to make it emotional. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, I mean, the use cases are, uh, you can really monetize anything that happens in, you know, in, in, in football. No? Uh, just like you can see now behind the scenes content with everything no? uh, and how they're getting uh, you know opportunities from that so you take this to another level i guess with, with uh, real-time nfts you know anything that happens around the club you can always just mint the nft i, I guess my question is because you obviously mentioned some of the you know top clubs in europe um 
can anybody do this? Can any football club out there do this? Or is this just for a selected few? No, in fact, every there is um, every single uh, football club has fans. In fact, at, if you have fans, those people will, will, will be crazy to, to have uh, live NFTs. Whether if you have uh, 100 million fans or 10,000, some people really love their clubs and they will be they will be super super uh, like it will drive them crazy to to have a, to own those moments from life uh, and emotions and and is it a complex uh, process let's say because before you were mentioning Fergus that you guys are uh, i think the term you said was uh, blockchain agnostic meaning that you can work with any single um, blockchain out there you don't focus on one particular um is that a complex uh, problem to solve? Do, do football clubs need to be present all over the place, or how does that work? Mm, go ahead, Fabien. Yeah, because I think you need to make a step forward, backward for this one. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Because it's not a matter of uh, can we just adapt, or can the club can just adapt to a blockchain? That's not the question. The real question is more: what's the global strategy for the club? Because you select also a blockchain um, regarding mm -hmm. different points. For example, do you want a sustainable blockchain? Do you want a fast blockchain? What kind of gas fees you want to pay? Blah, 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 blah. And that will define your blockchain. Because you can go on Solana to have a better sustainable one, or you can go on Ethereum because you want to go on OpenSea, even if now OpenSea accepts Solana. But it's just for the example, because yeah, it's yeah. the most well-known one. Mm -hmm. After for us, technically, it's not a problem. We are close from all the blockchain. We discuss with them. For example, we discuss with uh, Algorand. Uh, that's the blockchain from the FIFA, for example. We discuss with them directly. We are happy to integrate them into our software and to propose them to the club, etc. So for us, it's technically not a problem. But I just uh, really take that step backward and say, for the club, what is important is really to have a web-free strategy and not only jump on, okay, we will do an NFT drop or we go on Ethereum and go on OpenSea because they have the largest user base possible and we will sell like 10,000 NFT and maybe 10% will be sold at the end. So what we are saying is just be careful, make precocious choice on the blockchain you are choosing, what you want to do with your NFT and your strategy. And please, if you don't have someone in-house to do it, just take some consultancy from agency that they are specialized for that. That's really important because we saw some, you know, failure due to the blockchain or due to the to the strategy that doesn't exist. So that's why I think the question is not only the blockchain, but it's more about the strategy they will put for the global web free. Yeah, thank you for that. Oh, sorry, Fergus. There's uh, two things. First thing that um, uh, in the beginning, uh, we, we are uh, among the innovators, such like you on the all the people that are listening to us. So um, we know things. We know our read. Uh, uh, we know a lot of things about Web3, but for now, it's, it's, very, it's very new. Just a few people are aware about that. And it was the same like uh, almost 20 years ago or 30 years ago uh, with the, when the mass market tried to, to get into, into, uh, into internet and uh, enterprise also. And some companies uh, just wanted to open uh, a blog or a website without any strategy and, and they failed. Mm -hmm. It would be the same here. Um, it's not just about creating and, and selling, trying to sell NFTs, it has to be a part of a global strategy and to, to be sure that NFTs are an answer to a certain problem, to a certain uh, 
questions that companies have uh, to have to solve and seeing it this way not as a magical solution but as a, as a part of the solutions you have to 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 decide to to solve uh, uh, your problems or to increase uh, important things uh, for you it could work this way and on our own we of course we provide uh, some advices to our clients and sometimes with with other external agencies that can put uh, put value for them but we really consider that uh, this all the blockchain uh, technology and stuff are very complex and our goal is to be enablers we allow company to be focusing on their own um, uh, targets to help them to reach that by providing uh, easy solutions based on complex technologies. So we are enablers, we are facilitators for mm -hmm. companies to enter this new space and allow them to, to move forward and, and uh, increase their uh, fan base, their revenue and so. But uh, this is Web3 is not the global answer. It's one part of, of, the, of the answer and uh, it has to be sought into a global uh, strategy and reflection. Yeah, I love that. And thank you both for that because uh, you're totally right. No, it's sometimes we get, you know, we, we lose sight with the brightest technology or the brightest new toy, let's say, but we lose track of, of what's the important thing, which is the strategic element of, of everything that we do, no? So, um, so yeah. Um, I did want to ask you because you did, and, and this is out of curiosity, I guess. Um, one of the, let's say, biggest critics that, that you see or that you hear around the blockchain technologies or, or the impact on the climate, no? And, and yeah. on the other hand, there's, you know, organizations like UEFA, they're pushing a lot towards sustainability. Uh, teams out there are doing very huge efforts. So, and one of, the, one of the things I noticed on your website is that you guys say that you're carbon friendly. Yeah. So I want to know more about that. How, how does that work? Uh, I don't know if you can get a little bit more details because maybe that's some of the concerns that some of the audience may have. And, and it's actually one that they shouldn't really worry too much about, no? Because you guys are friendly yeah. on, on that sense. Sure. This is one of the, the first discussion we had with Fergus when I arrived. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I told him, like, we need to be carbon friendly. <laughs> that was really important for me. Now, um, I, I discussed with a lot of companies um, and blockchain and since the last five years that they don't care about climate. And for us, it's something very important. And... Uh, yeah, we can say that we sign with Climate Partner, that is a German company that they are specialized to carbon neutral uh, alignment, ranking, etc. So we are passing evaluation every six months, and uh, for now we have uh, we we are good. I will not say that we have a negative uh, carbon uh, ranking because it will not be the case, but uh, we try to we try our best to be carbon neutral for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think it's uh, it's also. Uh, a matter of uh, of the company vision and the DNA, because uh, we are all fully remote, uh, remotely working. We mm -hmm. are more uh, taking a train instead of plane. We don't have, uh, you know, company cars, for example. Uh, we are paying a lot of attention of our of our use. We don't use paper. Uh, mm -hmm. We are filling our mail. It's small details, but for us, it's important because when you are ten, you don't have a big impact, but when you are thousand it's completely different. So the rules must be the same at the beginning and at the end. So that's why also we want to work with a, with a, well, yeah, with climate partner, because for us, it's important to measure everything. So mm -hmm. nice, 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 nice. Um, before moving on to the next section, which is more, let's say rapid fire questions. Um, 
I did want to ask you or open up the floor to you, and, and maybe I should have asked something something that I didn't, or maybe some message that you want to send across to the audience regarding what you guys bring to the table. Uh, and if not, we move on to the next section. No, let's. Uh, we'll be happy to 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 deep dives uh, with uh, with uh, with audience uh, during the event. So let's uh, let's keep a bit of. Uh, <laughs> of, of <laughs> sure. 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 Um, okay. No. Uh, one of the things that, uh, well, actually, before this, um, you guys know this place very well. So I don't know if there's any uh, sports organization that you feel is doing a good job in in the world of or in the realm of NFTs. Or a pro it doesn't have to be a team. Maybe it's an athlete. Maybe it's an organization that doesn't have to do anything with the team. But I don't know if you can recommend people in the audience, uh, someone or some uh, or some organization who's you know, playing this right. Yeah, yeah definitely. In fact, uh, before I give you a, a name, and I will let maybe let Fabian give it. But yeah, what what is very important as being in a, in a very new space uh, at Web three, no one has the exact answer. The perfect answer doesn't exist, neither in in the internet, uh, on the field, or uh, for Web three. So the, the best approach we consider is to to go through iteration starting uh, with small initiatives, test and learn on, on uh, progress. And on, uh, from with this approach, don't, don't launch something too big at the beginning. Better to, to launch with, with small initiatives, test and learn and see how it's done. It's done and we, I think with Sabian, we might have the, the same example in, in, uh, in mind. He, but... he, he have my name, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the Paris Saint-Germain is, is doing Great, great thing because yeah. they, they they are deep in, in, into this space from a long mm -hmm. time. They learn a lot. They go to to a lot of events. Uh, they are very open minded on, mm -hmm. on, on different kind of solutions that can exist exist, and, and they try things. I mean, they they try things. It, it's not every. Uh, it's not uh, like it's a massive success at every time, but they always learn and they always progress. And this is a, the perfect approach with such a young space, uh, web three space. To, to test and learn and, and being very humble as they, as they do, knowing that they, they won't, no one can success anytime, every time, but you, you have to, to try it out. And, and this, according to me, this is one of, of the best uh, approach we, we've seen. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I was saying Fabien because it's also the name of the case, Fabien. So that's why. <laughs> but that was funny. No, more, more than the exceptional name he had. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm joking. No, more than that. Uh, I think what is really clever, and when we are discussing with the Paris Saint Germain, for example, is I cannot tell you too much, but I can give you a bit of perspective. No, no, no. But, whatever you can share, obviously. But mm. uh, they have a real strategy, and this is something we really want to push on that. They have a real strategy. They, they have failure. They have success. They are trying a lot, but they have a real strategy in terms of Web3 and global Web3. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's why that's working. Because even if one action is not good because they doesn't have a revenue, that doesn't, they doesn't care because it's not necessarily the revenue they are looking for, but it's more engagement. And it depends on the goal you, will you, you want to achieve. And I think... That's why they are, they are so powerful at the end. It's because they know their brand is their most valuable things that they can have mm -hmm. inside their, their own company because it's still a company and they have to use it smartly and chirurgically. So if they want to create something for engagement, they want to create something for engagement like the last uh, collab they did 
with, I think the name of the artist, it's Kima or Tima. It's a Japanese one. I don't remember the name that it's already selling on crypto.com. And yeah, they make mistake on that. But at mm -hmm. the end, they want to target a specific community and they could do it. So this is what they are looking for. It was more for engagement. But on the other side, they will maybe create another collection for something else and they will create maybe life for something else, etc., etc., etc. And all those interactions create a strategy and create a strong, you know, milestone every time you want to move on. And that's really important, I think so. Actually, that's good because I was going to ask you as well, what, what are the traits, let's say, that leaders should uh, have when looking into these projects. No? So we're talking about iteration, testing out, but also what we were discussing before, the importance of understanding your strategy, where you want to go and how all of this fits into that strategy. No, mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not just a matter of launching. You have to have a sense of, uh, of where you're going. No? So um, out of curiosity, and uh, Fabian, I, I've noticed you were a big uh, Ted Lasso fan. So I don't know if, if, <laughs> if, football, if football fans can, can learn something from Ted Lasso in, in this space or not. Uh, is that something that's completely out of left field? Yeah, I, I will just quote something. Is football is life, coach. Football is life. No, this, this is what he's saying. <laughs> now that, that I do think that Ted Lasso is bringing a lot of leadership into the, into the, the gym. And what is crazy is this guy is just a US football coach at the end that is discovering soccer, because mm -hmm. in that case, it's soccer, it's not football, yeah, yeah. in England, and uh, it's like the country of football. And uh, you, can, you, you can see that he's doing step-by-step, iteration-by-iteration, taking techniques that he had from the US or for something and trying to adapt it for this new market or this new country. So for Web3, it's the same. We learned a lot with Web2. We learned a lot with digital space. So try it for Web3. That doesn't mean just try to keep to, to, to create new revenue. Just try to engage your fan. Just try just try to go on Discord. Just try to you know create something for your community and yeah, test and learn every day. And this is the for me the major stuff that the football space need to learn from uh, from Ted Lasso. Except nice. the football is life coach, but that's more for the <laughs> funny part. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I just have a couple of more questions, and I guess one really comes back to something that we were mentioning early in the conversation, which was how this is a key, you know, it's a powerful tool for football clubs to actually monetize directly uh, from, you know, from their fans, right? But I guess the question with this is, is there a role for partner brands in this space? So, for example, sponsors or, or external partners? Um, do they fit into this strategy? Are they left out? Or how is the partnership model going to evolve? How, how do you see that uh, evolving? It, it can definitely be part of it uh, on top or in, in combination. Um, for example, um, during the, the games, uh, in the, during, uh, at the, in the, at the beginning, at the end, or in the middle of the game, there are some um, some shows, for example, sponsored by uh, by sponsors, by brands, and this can be integrated uh, into into a global strategy, meaning that the, there might be a link uh, between uh, sponsors, enterprise, and sports federations or club. It can be thought um, uh, and defined as a combination or uh, the the addition of both. Uh, in fact, content is king. If you, if companies and sports federation uh, think about uh, their objectives, the target they want to reach, 
there is everything that that can be uh, that can be sought uh, uh, with, with creativity and uh, and in most of the of the time uh, uh, partners sponsors bring uh, creativities on top of the sport performance and in this way it can be very interesting to for them to be um, to be in the loop uh, to create more exciting content uh, more emotional content uh, funny crazy whatever they want but to to assure that uh, be sure that uh, people viewers fans will enjoy the content because content is king everything around is as are just tools to to allow people to enjoy it on different uh, channels on different uh, screens and in different experiences but it's all about content and for this reason yeah definitely uh, sponsors can uh, should be part of it uh, I, I will do a, a parallel if i may uh, last week okay. Uh, I was invited by a eSport team to an amazing event. Thank you, Game World, by the way. <laughs> it's the I League of. It, it was a League of Legend uh, day in uh, in Paris, so mm -hmm. I went. And what surprising me the most, except the spectator and the ambience, etc., the audience was there. It's in game, during the party, you have commercial. That was crazy. So the guy on the League of Legend was moving. They were moving into the map. And you can see, for example, an Intel commercial into the map directly, noted on a rock or something. So why NFT cannot be the same thing? Imagine you are monetizing a, a football game or something and you are doing a collab with Jordan brand or with, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. your NFT can be a collab in between your, your club and your sponsor and you can sell that. So it can be very powerful because you bring the two worlds in the same, the same place and you can sell that to the, to, the, to the community. When I'm saying selling, it can be... Also a drop, but you are bringing something new. So I do think that sponsorship, if you if you take a look on the esports, must be fully integrated to the to the future of NFTs. It makes completely sense. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, okay, just to um, I guess last question from my side is, what are your expectations uh, for World Football Summit, or what 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 do you feel these type of events bring to the table for for a company like for a company like yours? In fact, it's uh, it's we've been invited on speakers in different uh, uh, major Web3 or NFTs delegated events, and uh, it would be super interested uh, to 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 share with uh, audiences that are interested in Web3 but not experts to be able to share and learn. I mean, we are Web3 experts. It would be super or super excited about uh, sharing uh, uh, knowledge to the audience but also super interested in having more insights from all the, the sport industry. Because on a Fabian worked for Puma uh, for years. Uh, I'm in the, I'm, uh, I'm practicing sports uh, for uh, maybe from the, my, my birth. My dad was a, a tennis player and, and tennis coach. So, uh, and I, I ruined my knees during the last 30 years and um, playing football uh, on the on different fields. But, um, but on top of our passion for sports, um, it's very important for us to, 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 to continue to build products and develop new features that match with our clients and, and, uh, and the industry. And for that, this is a, the, potentially the, the biggest reason for us to, to go to events is to share and learn. And this is a way for us to always adapt to the new trends or also to match with the needs uh, of our clients. Nice. Um, well, guys, Fergus, Fabian, this has been amazing. Um, before we wrap this up, uh, 
I don't know if you want to send our audience to uh, where, where can they find out more about you guys if you want them to check something out or where can they get in touch? Yeah, you can, they can uh, they can join us on LinkedIn, uh, Ishot Labs. You will find us. You can find us on Twitter also, Ishot Labs also. <laughs> you can find us. Uh, feel free to contact us. You can call come on uh, on our website. It's ishotlabs.com. Uh, we will have all the information to contact us. Feel free to do it and uh, please meet us in the in the World Football Summit. We will be happy to discuss with you guys and uh, we're always happy to discuss with people and learn new stuff. Great. Well, uh, we'll send them over there. We'll, we'll include those links in, in, the, in the notes of the episode. So thank you So thank you so much for, for your explanations. I, I personally had a, had a blast. I hope the audience uh, does too. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you in, in Sevilla in September. Sure. Thank you very much for your invitation and, and uh, can't wait for, uh, for September to meet you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. lot. Uh, thanks. Have a good day. And there you have them, Fergus and Fabienne from eShot Labs. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and learned more about NFTs and how they are key for fan engagement and how they can help capture emotion, which is something that clearly defines the world of sport. Once again, feel free to reach out across social media and let us know your feedback. Nothing else from my side. We look forward to seeing you in the upcoming WFS Europe and on the next episode of the World Football Summit podcast. Until next time, have a great rest of your day.